Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Tuesday, May 24th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. There was no regular podcast yesterday on Monday because I had nothing to say. <laughs> that doesn't mean there wasn't news. There's always news. But you don't come here for news. You come here for a unique perspective on what's happening in the world and for the encouragement to believe that you are capable of handling everything that's in front of you as long as you learn to think for yourself and trust your own inner, what I call divine, guidance. Today, unfortunately, I have a great deal to say, and that's because there was a tragic mass shooting at a small town west of, I think, south and west of San Antonio, Texas, where I live. I live in Waco, Texas. There was a mass shooting at an elementary school. There's probably nothing more tragic than children losing their lives to violence. The loss of life unnecessarily is always tragic, but there's something about the innocence of children. And in this particular nightmare, I believe it was second, third, and fourth graders at this particular school. 14 of them are dead. One adult teacher is dead. And I believe there are many that are being treated at local hospitals, two of whom have been transported to trauma centers in San Antonio proper. The shooter is dead. He was killed by officers on the scene. And as I was thinking about this, the Mark Levin show came on. He's on every day at five o'clock on iHeartRadio. And it was apparent that he was incredibly shaken by this news story. And he was taking callers. And I called in and I happened to get through. I got past the call screener and I got on air with Mark. I want to share what I said to him, what he said back to me, one comment in particular, so that I can elaborate on both. What I said to him was that mental health is still one of, if not the last taboos in our public dialogue. And the reason is because it's not sexy. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't garner a lot of hype. Yet there are 24 million people in this country every year who experience a severe depressive episode. So it's an epidemic, right? It's an epidemic. But we don't have a discussion. We talk about trans and we talk about how do you define a woman and we talk about radical political ideologies and we do it day in and day out and day in and day out. And we talk about economies crashing, gas prices rising. But under all of that, there are human beings and there are human beings struggling to stay afloat in a world that not only is operating at warp speed due to the technology, but that is also spiraling out of control 
because of our having strayed from some very fundamental values, principles, ethics, morals, whatever you want to call them, maybe all four categories, we have lost our way. And when you lose your way from the things that ground you, when you lose your way from foundational principles, then any wind that comes along, you become a victim to. And you find yourself being sort of tossed and turned by those winds. When you add to that the speed of technology and the fact that so many children now in two, almost three generations have been raised with the technology as the norm, not human contact, not human interaction, not a strong family unit, but technology as their full-time friend, their full-time partner, their full-time everything, where friends aren't real, they're just fake friends on Facebook, where you get your sense of identity and self by how many likes your comment or your posts garners. This is what is fundamentally wrong under everything else that seems to be wrong on the surface. We've stopped caring how the individual is faring in the world. Literally, how are we surviving? Not surviving physically. We know that's, you know, the food shortages that are projected. Yes, they're horrific. And famine will come and baby food shortages in stores. Yes, that's all awful and it's physical survival. But we have to survive emotionally and psychologically or being physically alive doesn't mean anything. So when I called into the Mark Levin show, I said a lot of what I just said here. I said that I was so committed to mental health as a subject because as I've mentioned on this podcast numerous times at age 24, I tried to commit suicide and I know what it is to have a depressive episode. And I know what it is to have it so intensely and so totally that you can't see any light in any direction, in any tunnel, and you can't find a positive thought to hang on to. I know what that is. And I also know that if I had succeeded that day, all of what happened since that night, and I almost died that night, I came very close in the emergency room. Had I died, all the wonderful things that have happened to me and all the awful things that have happened to me couldn't have happened. I couldn't have had these experiences. And moving outside of myself to others, I couldn't have helped the people that I've helped along the way as a lawyer, as a psychic, as a coach, as a counselor, as someone who does motivational speaking, as someone who comes on here and does podcasts and encouraging you to be the best you can be and believe that you can in fact be that best. You can even be better than your own expectation of yourself. I would have missed it all. And Mark Levin was very gracious. He said that in general, he agrees with me and he thanked me for sharing my story and my thoughts. But then he said something. He said, but let's not jump ahead. We don't know anything about this shooter and there is evil in the world. And so we don't necessarily know that this was a mental health issue. And I didn't have the opportunity after that point to share what I'm going to share with you here now. And that is of course it's a mental health issue. And of course there's evil in the world. We are all born with the capacity for evil, each and every one of us. 
It's just that when you are thinking clearly, when you are emotionally pretty stable, when you are psychologically put together pretty well, you make choices other than the inclination for evil. You know, I often talk about gradations along spectrums. So I've spoken on another podcast about there being only two emotions, love and fear. Every other emotion flows from them. So every negative emotion from fear and every positive emotion from love. And I've talked about depression and I've talked about energy being misused and there being a spectrum of how you can use energy all the way from using my energy that to hate you or using my energy to love you, using my energy to be constructive or using my energy to be destructive. And along all these spectrums, there are gradations, right? So along the spectrum of fear, there's everything from mild discomfort on one end to violence and terror on the other end. And in between are a whole bunch of other negative emotions. When you talk about there being evil in the world, it's because most people choose otherwise. That's what free will is. You know, there's a spectrum there too of evil. You can do everything from, well, this may sound a little ludicrous, but you know, if you're addicted to chocolate, and you can't or won't stop, and you eat until you've become obese, and still you keep eating, and you have diabetes, and still you keep eating, until finally you kill yourself through your own bad choices, one could say there was a modicum of evil in there, the desire and the intention to destroy, to not respect boundaries, to not acknowledge limitations where they rightfully exist. And on the other end of that spectrum of evil, there's concentration camps and Adolf Hitler and people who believe that other people are theirs to kill, to slaughter, to annihilate. There too is a spectrum. Well, when Mark Levin said we don't know about the mental state of this young man, this mass murderer, and he was only 18 years old himself. He first killed his grandmother and then he went to the school and killed all these innocent children. Of course we know his mental state and of course we know he was mentally unbalanced because no one makes a choice like that unless they are unbalanced. When someone is cognizant of their actions and the consequences that flow from them, when someone has the governor, if you know that word in the context of putting restraint on something, when someone has a governor of values and principles that revere life, that respect others, the space of others. They don't do what this young man did. He wasn't mentally balanced. He wasn't emotionally balanced. He wasn't even close to being, none of us are perfect. None of us are perfectly balanced. We're always in flux, each and every one of us. But when you're relatively stable, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually even, you don't make those choices. Free will, choose life that you may live, right? That was the edict. That's what God said. Anyone who commits these kinds of atrocities are mentally ill. And our problem as a nation is that we don't want to talk about mental illness. It just doesn't have the ring. It doesn't have, like I said, it's not sexy, but it's critical because the faster the technology develops, 
and therefore the faster it makes our own lives. The speed of the technology, as I've always said, is inconsistent with the human heart, with the beat of the human heart, with the ability of the human mind to keep up. And when you dance as fast as you can dance and it's still not good enough, it starts to have an effect. And that effect is adverse. And we see it in lost children, lost teenagers, lost young adults. We see it in millennials who don't even know how to get off the ground because their opportunities are just so limited based on the economy, based on job opportunities. We see it everywhere. We see the effects of a culture run amok. So in order to truly address mental health, we'd have to turn the lens around and address how we're choosing to live our lives. And that's something we don't want to do because those are huge choices that have to be made. Those are priorities that have to be reinstated. A few weeks ago, good friends of mine, a female physician, her stepdaughter committed suicide, age 32. And a few months before she committed suicide, her lifelong friend, who she went through grade school and high school with, from a prominent family in Austin, killed himself. And a year before, the day on which my friend's stepdaughter killed herself, a year before to the day, the young man she was living with, who was respected and liked, who the family was happy that she was with him, took a gun and killed himself in front of her. These are tortured people. These are mentally unstable people, unbalanced people. And those of us around people who are like that know it. We know it, but we don't know what to do about it because the nation, the culture, the medical community doesn't know what to do about it. And medicating it, suppressing the symptoms is definitely not the answer. That's not getting to the root cause. That's just putting a very weak band-aid on a very big future eruption. Some of those medications have their own downside. A lot of antidepressants cause people to try to commit suicide when they come off of the antidepressants. I know, <laughs> been there, done that in my 20s. We can blame the one world order or we can blame Joe Biden or we can blame whatever the opposite political party is from the party that we affiliate with. We can blame big tech. We can blame Vladimir Putin. We can blame a lot of people. But until we're willing to turn that lens around and look at the priorities in our own lives, look at where we put our time and our energy, look at how we've chosen to live, look at what we're unwilling to give up to get a little bit more quality in our lives because we become comfortable and because we're on the fast track, whatever that means. Personally, I think it's a track, as I said before, that humans can't possibly keep up with indefinitely. Until we're willing to look at all that and say, I have to make better choices. I go back to raising my daughter. When my daughter was two, my ex-husband and I adopted her from China. And at the time, I lived within almost walking distance of a mall. And I said to my ex-husband, I don't want to raise her here. First of all, we need to bond as a family. She's two years old and we're brand new to her. I want to raise her in nature. I want to raise her around things natural and away from all of the temptation of all of the materiality. 
And so we went looking and we bought a home in what's considered horse country, Chester County, Pennsylvania. Pretty rural on the dividing line between Lancaster County and Chester County, if you know the area. If not, just let me share with you a lot of farms. And that's where we lived until she was nine years old. And her weekends were spent in nature, walking back country roads, jumping creeks, playing with neighbors' horses or cows or whatever animals were around, using corn stalks from a nearby field once a year to build what's called a sukkah, which is something you have to build in Judaism at a particular time of year. It's a temporary dwelling. My point is she wasn't exposed to all the materialism. It was very hard. It was very hard on me. It was very hard, I'm sure, on my ex-husband. It was hard because those distractions weren't there. And even though the technology was just, you know, it was on its way, she didn't have access to it. She could only watch television one night a week. She was raised on books and board games and time with her parents and nature and friends who were similarly situated in terms of their families and their values. And today my daughter is a young woman. She's 29 years old. And yes, she's human. She's got her faults. She's got her shortcomings. But she's also got some tremendous attributes and a strength that most people her age don't have and a focus and healthy priorities that most people her age don't have. And the reason is I made decisions that were not easy, that were not convenient, that made life harder, that made marriage harder because there weren't babysitters and there weren't televisions to distract her and she didn't have a cell phone and she didn't have access to a computer and that made life harder for the adults, but it made the quality of life better for the child. And it turned out an incredible young woman. I share that personal story with you because that's what it takes. It takes tough decisions that often place what feels like added burdens upon us for doing what we believe is right. But doing what we believe is easy because it's easy and deluding ourselves that there's no price for taking the easy road is just that. It's a delusion. And in the end, the only one who suffers is us. And when enough of us do that, what suffers is the culture. That's where we are. That's what we've created. But again, we're still left with free will. And as long as we still have a chance to turn the lens around, look at our own lives and reprioritize how we're living and fully examine the values and the principles that we've chosen to use as foundational building blocks then there's still time to create a better world where more people think for themselves. Please pray for those families in Texas. It is a loss that they will never get over. They need all the strength and all the support they can get. Prayer works. Sending love and light works. Take a moment and do that for those families. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold, and I'll be back here again tomorrow. Until I am, please, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. 
That's Carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.